Charles Barkley was one of the greatest basketball players who ever lived. He was, and still is, in the top 20 all-time in scoring and the top 30 in rebounding, even though he was undersized for a power forward. He was known during his career not only for his play, but also for the blunt and outspoken manner of his speaking. He still is that way. He's on the TNT NBA show every night. And he has a matter-of-fact way of saying things. And at the height of Charles Barkley's career, in 1993, the year after he had won a gold medal as a part of the Dream Team, as the NBA MVP, and having just led his team to the NBA Finals himself, he made a commercial for Nike in which he stares right into the camera, close-up of just his face, and he says, I am not a role model. And this caused all sorts of responses. His point was, and he says it, it's a short commercial, you can see it on YouTube. His point was, parents should be role models, not me. I play a game. And yet, it was taken to, in so many ways, oh, he's, he's shirking his responsibilities, all of those things. But what he said then is perhaps even more true now. In the early 90s, we were on the dawn of the mass media era. It was easier and easier for sports and celebrities to become superstars, to become the people in the lives, especially of children, who they imitated with all of their hearts and mind. And yet, because of the mass media appeal, because of how easy it was, people who didn't even want the responsibility or people who weren't worthy of the responsibility were becoming role models. 27 years later, it's even more of a reality for us. People are famous for being famous. People are famous because they have an Instagram or a Facebook account. It's easier and easier for people to exert uh, influence. That's the thing right now, social media influencers. But we as people need to be more and more discerning in terms of who and what and why we are following. Because we are seekers. We are followers. We have this desire in our heart. It is our greatest desire to be happy. Ultimately, this is the desire for God, though at different times in our life, we may not put it in such terms. We, though, are seekers. We see that other people have something, greater peace, greater power, greater wealth, greater whatever, and we desire that and we imitate them in seeking after it. But we must be careful after whom we are following, but also toward which we are going. What role models and stars are we following in our own life? And for those of us especially who have influence, I'm not saying I have particular influence, but just in general, if we have the ability to have influence over people because of our positions in work or in life, we need to recognize the importance of living life with integrity. Because even though we seek happiness and desire it, we are sinners after all. And we can misplace and misthink what we are seeking is the good, when it may in fact be far from the good, when it may not be true or beautiful at all. In the Gospel today, we have the three Magi. The Magi are Zoroastrians, they're from the East, present-day Iran mostly. They look constantly to the stars. They're astronomers and astrologists looking for signs and wonders from the heavens.
Perhaps, we don't know this, perhaps the entire community saw the star that led the three magi to Jesus. But as we see in the gospel, only three made the commitment to seek and to follow after that star, the one star, so to speak, that never sets. And when they found what they were searching for, their hearts were filled with such joy, such fear of the Lord that they went prostrate before him, kissing the ground on their hands and knees before God incarnate. Because ultimately, brothers and sisters, the star that each and every one of us seeks is the infant in the manger, the incarnate word, Jesus Christ. Until our entire life is oriented toward him and seeking him, we will be unhappy. We will be disheveled. We will be without peace. Pope St. John Paul II had this beautiful way of saying it at World Youth Day years ago. It is Jesus, in fact, that you seek when you dream of happiness. He is waiting for you when nothing else you find satisfies you. He is the beauty toward which you are so attracted. It is he who provokes you with that thirst for fullness that will not let you settle for compromise. It is he who urges you to shed the masks of a false life. It is he who reads in your hearts your most genuine choices, the choices that others try to stifle. It is Jesus who stirs in you to do something great with your lives, the will to follow an ideal, the refusal to allow yourselves to be grounded down by mediocrity, the courage to commit yourselves humbly and patiently to improving yourselves and society, making the world more human and more fraternal. Jesus is the role model, the star toward which we cannot find happiness unless we are oriented toward him. And we who come to Mass, we believe this. We wouldn't be here unless we knew this, unless we desired this with all of our hearts. But we also recognize in our own lives how difficult it is to turn ever and always to the day star, to Jesus Christ. We know in our own sinfulness and brokenness how it's easy repeatedly to turn away from God. We also know the cost, in a sense, the price we pay by picking up our cross and following Jesus. I know this very well in my own life. When I was in a senior in college and my life was so far from God, but this yearning in my heart to serve him, I knew that if I did that, because of this, the way I'd been thinking for years, I'd probably become a priest, and I didn't know if I wanted that. I didn't know if that was what my heart's greatest desire was. I also knew that if I put Christ first in my life, all those friends in my life, most of them, and they did, most of them would disappear because our lives weren't based on seeking virtue and peace and goodness or Jesus. I knew that there was a price. I knew that it would cost, just like the Magi, setting out the three of them, perhaps at great scorn and derision from their peers. And yet when they found the Lord, the true King, the King of Kings, their God and Lord, it was worth the price. And I can say that with my own life. And those who seek Christ can say that too. Broken that we are, stumbling over our own feet and sins that we do. When Christ is the center of our life, we recognize that we lose nothing but gain everything. And so we must have the courage to recognize also that when God comes into this world, we've been hearing these the last few weeks at Mass, he doesn't go to the high and mighty. Herod rejects him. The leaders of the Jews put him to death. The Romans ignore him. It is to the shepherds. 
It is to these two obscure people, Joseph and Mary and Nazareth. It is to these foreigners from the east. As St. Paul says, the mystery was made known by revelation. God reveals himself to us. Not because we are worthy or mighty, but because he loves us and desires to restore us to the fullness of relationship with him. He has come so that we have a direction. He has established the church so that we can know how to follow and to find his will. In the particulars of everyday life, it may be difficult, but the church's teaching and the scriptural teaching help us to know when we make big decisions in life, help us to know how we orient our life. In the sacraments, it helps us to restore and build up the life of God within us, the grace that the Lord gives us in baptism. There is one role model, one star. His name is Jesus. He comes in silence. He comes in humility. He sets the star for us from the cross, and he says, Come and follow me, for I am the way and the truth and the life. It is Jesus who you seek. It is not the power, the honor, the privilege, the wealth that this world has to offer. Let Jesus be your role model. Let him show you the way to happiness. Give him your heart and your mind and your soul and watch how in your own life, just like in the Magi, he will draw you to himself and then send you out on a path you would have never expected to try on your own.